I'm Ruxandra Guidi, host of The Catch, a podcast from Foreign Policy and the Walton Family Foundation about the seafood we eat and the impact it can have on our world. This season, we'll hear how Norway is handling cod's changing migration patterns and what it says about fisheries in other parts of the world. Season three of The Catch is out now. The coronavirus public health emergency officially ends today. That's where we're starting the 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Jeff Pierre. It's Thursday, May 11th. Let's get you caught up with today's 7 stories. The public health emergency has been in place since early in the pandemic. It gave the government flexibility to adjust rules quickly in response to the crisis. Now that it's ending, many of those pandemic-era policies are going away. The biggest immediate change involves coronavirus testing. Insurers won't be required to provide free at-home coronavirus tests anymore. Telemedicine rules will also change. Doctors had the flexibility to virtually prescribe medications like Adderall and Xanax during the pandemic, and that will expire in six months. Two other things. Young kids won't be able to get routine vaccinations at pharmacies. Parents will have to go to the pediatrician for that again. And tracking outbreaks will also become more difficult. The CDC will get less data, or none at all, from labs, hospitals, and state agencies. Number two, a pandemic-era border policy is expiring today, too. The Title 42 policy is also tied to the public health emergency. It let the U.S. turn asylum seekers away instead of allowing them to stay in the U.S. while waiting for a court date. Yesterday, Alejandro Mayorkas, the U.S. Secretary for Homeland Security, spoke about what this means for the border. We are making it very clear that our border is not open, that crossing irregularly is against the law, and that those who are not eligible for relief will be quickly returned. The Biden administration is sending more troops to the border. It introduced an emergency rule this week that'll penalize migrants who cross illegally and don't first seek asylum in a country outside the U.S. It's also expanding enforcement. All of these measures have prompted backlash and criticism from immigration advocates. Number three. Representative George Santos was charged with 13 counts of financial crimes. The New York Republican is accused of misleading his donors, using their money for his personal benefit, wrongfully claiming unemployment benefits and other crimes. He pleaded not guilty yesterday and said he will not resign from Congress. He spoke to reporters outside the courthouse. I'm going to fight my battle. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to fight the witch hunt. I'm going to take care of clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Santos could face up to 20 years in prison if convicted of wire fraud, which is the most serious charge he's facing. Number four, birth control pills are a step closer to being available without a prescription. The FDA's outside advisors unanimously endorsed the idea yesterday. The agency is considering one specific pill. It's a progestin-based drug called Opil. 
A final decision is expected in the fall or summer. The FDA isn't required to follow the advisor's recommendations, but it typically does. However, the FDA has voiced some concerns. If the agency does approve of Opal for over-the-counter use, other birth control pills could follow. Number five. A key Colorado River reservoir is rising by more than a foot a day. A large snowpack is melting into Lake Powell in Utah and Arizona. This is happening just weeks after its surface sank to an all-time low. The reservoir is expected to get 70 feet deeper by the fall. It's offering some relief after a historic drought in the southwest, but it's not a permanent fix. States will still have to drastically cut their use of water from the Colorado River. Heather Armstrong, a pioneering blogger from Mothers, has died. That's story number six. Her boyfriend said that Armstrong died by suicide. She was found at her home in Salt Lake City on Tuesday night. She was 47. Armstrong founded the blog Deuce in 2001. Her deeply personal posts gained a huge following, and they helped change the public's perception of motherhood. And at number seven, scientists unveiled a more detailed version of our genetic code yesterday. It's called the pan-genome. It's based on the genetic blueprints of people from different ancestries, including Asian, African, Caribbean, American, and European. This offers hope for millions of people with genetic diseases. Until now, doctors have been comparing their patients to a genetic code heavily weighed toward people of white European ancestry. The first draft of the human genome relied on one man in Buffalo for about 70% of the code. This updated version accounts for human diversity, which could lead to treatments that work for a lot more people. You're all caught up for today. But if you want to dive deeper into the COVID news, check out our afternoon podcast, Post Reports. In two episodes this week, my colleagues examined why people are already forgetting about the pandemic and also broke down what the end of the COVID emergency means for our day-to-day lives. Just search for Post Reports wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I'll meet you back here tomorrow. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.